This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Comedy Alive from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who's not lying his ass off about the economy. Wow, Joe Biden catching all kinds of heat for claiming that his record spending is helping people. This guy will say anything. And that audacious claim coming as the Fed is getting ready to raise interest rates because of the inflation caused by that same record spending. Come on, man. We will pull out the politics to English dictionary for a few hours today with my main man, Charles McBee, head writer for Charlemagne the God on Comedy Central, as well as Florida Representative Kat Kamek, who has a solution to the baby formula crisis. Well, unfortunately, Biden won't follow the plan. 888-788-9910. If you want to solve a few problems, you want to create some, talk a little smack. We don't care. This is an audio safe space for cool people. I say it every day. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. We don't care, man. Just don't be a... That is all as we embark on day three on the legendary 1230 WBVP and 1460 WNBA out in Beaver Falls in Ambridge, Pennsylvania. Those are the good people. Uh, we will, of course, be visiting with some of our other listeners up in Burlington, Vermont this Friday. You can get out to the Spanked Puppy in Colchester, Vermont. And you will see me. Producer Mikey will be in the house as well with the WVMT gang. Love to have you there at the hang. It's 4 to 6 at the Spanked Puppy. And uh, tickets now on sale for August 19th in the Lake of the Ozarks. That's the Encore Lakeside Grill and Sky Bar in the Lake of the Ozarks. It is theencoregrill.com. Get on it. Come hang out with the gang. Uh, I'd love to see it. So one thing I say about this show is I take a lot of pride in the live events that we do because everybody's cool. We don't have anybody that's a jerk. We don't have a bunch of angry people. It's not like an activist rally. You know, some radio shows do a live event and everybody's angry because the host is angry. I'm not angry. Okay, I'm having a hell of a good time. I was driving a taxi five years ago. Uh, now I'm here on the biggest media platform in the world, yucking it up. Uh, this is too much fun to be angry about anything. And I'm just trying to share that good fortune and be a force multiplier of positive energy like the rest of you. Because the truth is this country is a mess right now. I mean, it's a bad situation, and it all starts at the top. Biden sucks. He absolutely does. But I want us to be able to laugh our way through this. You know, you hear the term gallows humor. Right now, we are very much indulging in economic gallows humor. We're all getting killed. We're all getting tortured by these prices. And you have to be able to laugh a little bit that the guy in charge of this right now, Joe Biden, this is a man who knows no shame. I agree with that. I played you clips yesterday. I'll give you one or two of them here today before we get going of him yelling at us about the economy, about the fact that he's being criticized for his record spending. The reason I bring up this record spending again 
is the Fed right now, as I'm speaking to you, is holding a meeting in which they're expected to reveal the biggest rate hike to interest rates in 30 years. That can't be good. And why is it going on? Because they're trying to curb a record level of inflation caused by Joe Biden's runaway spending. Okay, the San Francisco Fed straight up traces all of this inflation all the way back to June 21st, 2021. It was the day after Joe Biden was sworn in as president. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. He's president. And the day after, okay, when they greenlit the American Rescue Plan, they printed and spent $1.9 trillion. That is financial lunacy. Doing so on the back of a really hot economy. You don't understand. When Biden got sworn in, he was poised to have the easiest presidency you've ever seen. All he needed to do was get the government the hell out of the way. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. But in an effort to buy votes, in an effort to create some distinction between himself and Donald Trump, They tried to frame themselves as the party of empathy. And we're going to give you these entitlements. We're going to give you enhanced unemployment benefits. And they started paying people, in some instances, more money to stay home than they did to go to work, which, of course, made it impossible for small businesses to get hired, at which point a lot of them went out of business. Thanks, big government weenuses. That spending, which was framed as generosity, hurt us. And now that we've been hurt, the only way to pay for the damage is to raise costs and interest rates on you and me. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. And understand this. Biden's reaction to that yesterday was, don't talk to me about runaway savings. We're we're saving lives. We're changing lives. Here it is. It's clip 23. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. I mean, come on, Joe Biden. You were lying your ass off. Well, he's technically not lying his ass off, technically speaking, because he is changing people's lives. A lot of people were going to retire. Now they can't. You know, a lot of people were going to put gas in their car. Now they can't. A lot of people wanted to feed their babies. Now they can't. You know, he is changing people's lives. He's just not changing anybody's lives for the better. I admire your honesty. Terrible. It's embarrassing. And understand this. Joe Biden wanted to spend more money. If $1.9 trillion is the root of all of this inflation as we know it to be, okay, imagine where we'd be if he spent the full $5 trillion he wanted to. And I bring that up. Why? Because on this show, there's not, I just I hate liars. Okay, I will get things wrong. I'm a former cab driver. I went to community college. If I get something wrong, I misquote something. You send me a message. I go, oh, I stand corrected. I am not an omnipotent talk show host who is out here selling this alpha intelligence every day where I know better than you. And how dare you challenge me? And I'll just keep reframing my argument until I find an angle in which I'm right. I bring this up because Joe Scarborough. It was just an embarrassment. I mean, him and Mika Brzezinski, I mean, technically speaking, the highest rated show in Guantanamo Bay. They've brought them in in place of waterboarding. You know, they can't torture people that way anymore. So they're just, you fess up or I'll play some more Morning Joe. And people are like, oh, God, no, you can't. What are, Morning Joe, no. You know, that's what happens. You you tell the truth or here's Mika Brzezinski talking about white supremacy again. No, God, no, God, please, no, no, no. Okay, but Joe Scarborough, this is the problem with the Democrats and the media that tries to, you know, tries to pump them up at every turn. 
everyone is is so shameless, whether it's Biden telling you things are better than than they are. okay, or it's Joe Scarborough getting caught because this is really funny. okay? we have a really, really opportunistic media in that these people couldn't build Biden up enough before the election because they just wanted to beat Trump. But now that Biden is literally polling behind monkeypox, people in the media are trying to distance themselves from his performance and make it sound like they weren't that big of a fan to begin with. It's the same thing they did with our former governor, Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! Okay, Andrew Cuomo was a full-time idiot. The media was only hiring, unfortunately for him, part-time. <laughs> so once the election was over, they're like, yeah, get him out of here. This guy, you know, groped women. He was getting people killed in nursing homes. We don't need this guy around. Well, they're all starting to turn on Biden, too. Okay, 50 senators were polled yesterday on whether or not they would endorse a potential Biden bid in 2024. Only five of those people, five of them, were willing to say yes. Come on, man. Think about that. But here's Joe Scarborough, and I point out Joe Scarborough because he couldn't build Biden up enough at the beginning of this presidency. And I'm going to play you a montage here of Scarborough, and he's slamming Joe Manchin for not going along with the full $5 trillion Build Back Better agenda. Again, $1.9 trillion has officially crushed our economy. When Biden tells you, oh, there's inflation everywhere, you should see the other guy. We have the highest rate of inflation of all the industrialized countries in the world. Ours. We're the worst. America, the rich people, the ones with the most the most assets, the ones with the most wherewithal, we're actually the ones suffering the most because of the idiot that happens to be running the country. Tell him like it is. And the problem is he has surrounded himself. Not only is he an idiot, but everybody working for him is an idiot. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. But here is Joe Scarborough. The montage will show you Joe Scarborough saying that Joe Manchin is the worst human being alive for blocking the $5 trillion spending. But now is Scarborough, all these months later, praising Manchin for getting in the way of the spending. Here it is. It's clip seven. This is pretty simple stuff. Let me say that again. This is pretty simple stuff. You get the head of the Progressive Caucus, you get Joe Manchin, and you get Joe Biden, and you put them in a room. And you say, we're not going to get out of this room until one of two things happen. One, we have a deal. Or two, we're going to have a press conference where we go out and announce that Joe Manchin does not support any piece of legislation regarding Build Back Better. He, we either have a bill or Joe Manchin will never support anything, and he's been lying to us for the past year and a half. It's very clear. And my God, I just wonder what would have happened if progressives had gotten their $6 trillion wish earlier this year. Yeah, in an ironic way, you almost have to thank Joe Manchin for blocking that. I wouldn't even say ironically thank Joe Manchin. You can just thank Joe Manchin uh, if you're glad that interest rates aren't even higher. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that? Did you hear the beginning of it? We got to lock Manchin in a room with Biden. And don't come out till we make that deal on the $6 trillion spending. And if we don't make a deal, we come out and have a press conference and say, you don't support the $6 trillion spending. And here is Scarborough 12 months later going, well, thank God for Joe Manchin. You don't even have to ironically thank him. You just got to thank him. It's insanity, okay? Everybody on the left, this is the problem with politics, okay? 
it got so emotional under Trump in the age of social media where you were rewarded for the most drastic portrayals of the opposition. That's what social media is, incentivized conflict. If you say, I disagree with this guy, nobody clicks like. But if you say, this guy's a Nazi and so is anyone who supports him, a lot of people click like because they go, yeah, we're better than the Nazis. And that's, that's what happens. So you take so many emotional positions in the name of winning the 24-hour news cycle that you wind up endorsing ridiculously stupid ideas that you're forced to distance yourself from later when your emotions have died down. A year ago when Joe Scarborough was still emotional and Trump was still in his life, spending $6 trillion made sense. Now here we are a year later with the country, I mean literally being crushed. This is an anvil. When it comes to government spending, Biden telling you yesterday we need to spend more money because we're changing people's lives. Yo, that's the financial equivalent of throwing a drowning man a sofa. And that's Joe Biden in this moment, okay? Joe Biden now being the last idiot in the room who doesn't understand fiscal policy and doesn't realize the problem is not Biden's build back better you know, plan. The problem is Biden himself. People can't afford gas right now. And that drives up the cost of everything else you buy. Okay, never mind that they devalued the currency with all this runaway spending. Okay, the fact that goods out there on shelves, assuming you can find them because baby formula isn't always in that position these days, but the goods out there on shelves cost more money because they cost more money to ship. And all of this is a byproduct of spending in the White House. So when Joe Biden tells you, oh, you know, this, I don't want to hear it about my plan. Don't get mad at me. That's traditional status quo politics. I'm important. You're not. OK, that's why we are where we are. Give Joe Scarborough credit for the pivot, you know, a year later. But do you understand we only got into this position because of the jackasses like Joe Scarborough that were cheering for more spending, that were telling us anybody who didn't support it was a bigot and a white supremacist, and they were going to storm the Capitol. Okay, the problem with identity politics, the problem with all these character assassinations is they might make you feel good. They might get you likes on Twitter, but none of it at the end of the day when the likes are gone and the digital dopamine has subsided, none of it will fill up your gas tank. Mr. Gasoline Man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy, and there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed. Though I know Biden's a liar, his head is in the sand. Doesn't have a plan Blames everyone he can But he's the problem And Kamala confuses me Her brain is so empty They push green energy It is plain for all to see That they're both clueless Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man Give a loan to me I'm not wealthy, and there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed.
You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This show, of course, headed up to Burlington, Vermont this Friday. We'll be doing the show from WVMT. Then we're heading over to the Spank Puppy. Dennis might be there. I don't know. He's in Salisbury, Vermont right now. Yo, Dennis. Well, Jimmy, um, this is Jimmy Fallon of Fox Across America, right? Sure is. I'm not worthy. I'm still not worthy. <laughs> we'll see if I'm worthy or not. Jimmy, if you, when you are going to the Spanked Puppy, when you're riding Vermont Route 7 north, if you see a hitchhiker on the road, pull over and give me a ride to the Spanked Puppy, will you? <laughs> is, is that what gas has brought you to? Is that where we're at now? That's where, where you know, I've been thinking about um, going out on a credit field spending spree, and when my creditors and fraud victims bring me before the judge, I'll say I was deficit spending my way to prosperity, <laughs> after which I was going to pay everybody back. <laughs> You're saving lives, like Biden said. We're changing lives. It's so fascinating. The, the guy, I mean, again, it, this is caused by inflation. So if you're going to spend your way out of it, this really is the equivalent of saying you're going to drink yourself sober. Believe me, I tried it in college, Dennis. It doesn't work. Jimmy, I heard you say the $1.9 trillion uh, bill was the uh, impetus for all of this inflation. And I agree with you, but I ran the numbers. And um, if you multiply the 350 million Americans and, you know, there were there are minors involved there, too. Mm -hmm. uh, 350 million Americans by $1,400 each comes to about 490 uh, million, I think, mm -hmm. which leaves about another uh, $1.4 trillion of a slush fund for Joe Biden to throw around to Jeez. green energy companies and yep. 
It's crazy. Political donors. Yeah, none of the money goes to the causes. I mean, a COVID re- relief bill where 9% of the money goes to COVID ought to have all of us asking questions, you know? Uh, but but the questions aren't being asked by the right people. I mean, I'm glad you're on the case. Uh, the problem we have now with Route 7, Dennis, is I might be hitchhiking by the time I get there. So now we've got to work out a carpool deal with the hitchhiker. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, I'll wear Jimmy, something. I'll see you on Friday. Oh, there you go. Now you're talking. All right. There goes the great Dennis. We'll see him at the Spank Puppy. We will see all of you after this commercial break. We'll get back to more of your calls on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And now, great moments in presidential history. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. God, it's so sad because we don't doctor those clips. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. And now well, he's not getting a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. He's getting a plane ticket to Saudi Arabia. Joe Biden's getting ready to fly overseas, hat in hand, and beg the Saudis to bump up production. That's where we're at on oil production. Now, understand, you've heard me say this a lot, and I will continue to say it just so we're all on the same page. The environmental wing of this country is causing, is causing more pollution. Like if you're a climate person, you're a global warming person, God love you. That's fine. Okay, I don't believe that most of these people believe it because most of these people aren't practicing anything that they preach. You know, you've got to curb emissions. You've got to get an electric car. I've got to fly out of here on a private jet. I'll talk to you later. Okay, but understand, when you cut production here in America, that does not actually affect consumption. That's why gas prices are high. Okay, supply is down here at home, but consumption is back up because we reopened the country. We reopened the country under a new president who had declared war on the fossil fuel industry when he was running for the office, trying to placate the environmental woke left wing of the Democratic Party. They're crazy. Every one of them, because understand, not only are they crazy, but they're stupid. America burns fuel cleaner. We're 42 percent cleaner than Venezuela. We're 42 percent cleaner than Saudi Arabia. We're 42 percent cleaner than Russia. So if we produce it here, better for the environment. But if we cut production here to say we're good people, we still need to consume the same amount. So we now get it from another part of the world where we're getting filthier oil. And oh, by the way, they now have to ship it here, which takes more fuel. That's stupid. Use your common sense. So you understand when Biden's going out to Saudi Arabia to ask for more oil, it's, you know, the height of stupidity. Okay, and it looks just as dumb to them as it does to us. And if you don't believe me, ask Ezra, who's listening down in Atlanta. Yo, Ezra. Uh, good morning, Jimmy. Hope Paul is well with you. So I got, I got to mm-hmm. just 
you know, got to make a comment on mm-hmm. behalf of Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. It's time to start showing him the respect he deserves. So start calling him Pudding Head, will you? <laughs> so, <Good for you. laughs> but I mean, he's going to go to Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and he's going to, you know, go on his knees and chastise them for uh, Khashoggi's murder and the, their stance on gay people. And then he wants a deal. And you know, and then I, in my industry, I'm in the oil industry. We call it the life cycle analysis, the carbon footprint, and the environmental impact. What you talked about. It's so much worse versus pumping it here. We've got better environmental laws. So yep. what do we do? How do we stop putting head is, is um, Harris is only insurance or what? Yeah, I know. It's so bad. Well, that's that is the case, yeah. though. The only reason they're not popping a 25th Amendment on him is because they, you know, obviously they want no part of her being president. But they don't on their part. It's really weird, but it's become acceptable. And I'm sure you've kind of noticed this happening. It's become acceptable to just say you care even if your actions demonstrate that you don't. You know what I'm saying? It's like they say they care about the environment, but their actions, whether we're talking about private jets or we're talking about cutting production here, signify that they actually don't. Like, what do you think of my theory? I say it on a show a lot. If you've never heard it before, forgive me. But are we living in, like, the death of shame where people just don't know shame anymore? Yes, and everybody's sitting around smoking weed and uh, not thinking and feeling good and waiting for the next government check. And, and to your point, I mean, these electric cars, how much of those batteries weigh and what's the energy cost to lug the 1,000-pound battery around? Yeah. And then you charge it with um, uh, charcoal or, yeah. or, you know, coal. Well, the, it's just you, crazy. Yeah, well, the, crazy. the coal thing is hilarious because over in China, they're, just, they're opening like three coal plants a day right now, but they're selling us all the green energy infrastructure. It's so right. And I've stupid. been to Venezuela, by uh-huh. the way, and I, I mean, the pollution there from the airport through the mountains into Caracas is so bad, it's just unimaginable. Oh, I can't. I mean, and I, as, as a guy who drove a taxi in New York for a long time, you know, New York isn't L.A. Like, New York is filthy for a lot of reasons, not quite L.A. level of, of pollution. But from what I've heard about Venezuela, like, you actually you can't see at times of the day. Is that true? Absolutely. I mean, it burns. First of all, it's all this diesel stuff, and it's this congested road from the airport up to a mountain, uh, mm-hmm. you know, carved out tunnel. Mm-hmm. But it's so bad. I mean, your eyes are burning, you know, you're picking dark look out of your yeah. nose and everything out of your eyes. It's, it's horrible. And well, you feel sorry for them, and you know why they're leaving. But, yeah. you know, I mean, electric cars make sense for taxis. In Mexico City, I think they had like 11 million of them, mm-hmm. these little Volkswagens. So, yeah, that makes sense for three, four miles here and there and bouncing around. But, you know, I live uh, in Atlanta. I drive up to D.C. You now and then. What am I going to do? Stop twice and charge again? I mean, it's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. the word. I know. I always when, when I go from here to Jenny's parents' house in Ohio, there's literally it's a 661 mile drive. There's one station on the way. You know, and it's like what we normally do now is it's a NASCAR pit stop. You know what I mean? Gas and go. We're out of there in 10 minutes. If you get there and there's somebody on the charger, you're just hanging out now for a few. Like, who wants to live in that world, you know? Nobody. Nobody. Well, you get it. Very, very well said. You might be a little too intelligent for this show, but I still appreciate you calling in. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Be well, man. I'll see you soon. There he goes, the great Ezra, who was just down in Venezuela. He's seen that pollution firsthand. Uh, It's true. If you really take this conversation about the environment and you put yourself in the position of the Democrats, the ones that are trying to save the environment, they're doing more harm by cutting production here. And all of this electric car crap, great. Okay, you want to drive an electric car. I Listen, my real knock with the electric car is right now it's still veganism on wheels. 
everybody who owns one has to work it into the first sentence of the conversation. And uh, it reminds me of vegetarians. And that's fine. Go be a vegetarian. But we don't have the infrastructure. Electric cars constitute 1% of all vehicles on the road in this country. So when you hear someone like Jennifer Granholm actually saying, you know, well, this is uh, these gas prices again. Let's let's talk about our agenda here. This really makes the case for the electric car. Here is Jennifer Granholm saying that. It's clip nine. If you filled up your EV by charging and you filled up your gas tank with gasoline and you have the same size tank, you would save sixty dollars per fill up by going electric rather than using gasoline. So it's a very compelling case. But again, to your point, we want to bring down the price at the point of purchase. I mean, come on. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? It's just so stupid, okay? Our agenda, our agenda, our agenda. Okay, folks, these fuel prices don't make the case for electric cars. They make the case for boosting domestic energy production immediately. He knows what he's talking about. That's what they make the case for. If everybody gets out of bed tomorrow and goes, I'm in, electric cars, guess what? We don't have cars for 99% of the population. Guess what else? We don't have charging stations for 99% of the population. So telling us these high gas prices make the case for electric cars is not a real solution. That's the problem. That's the problem. If your buddy comes over and he goes, ah, you know, really down in the dumps. I lost all my money in the casino. I just filed for bankruptcy. My credit cards are maxed out. I've got no money in the bank. If you say to him, hey, you should buy a mansion. It'll cheer you up. It's always nice when you walk into a mansion. You got the infinity pool. That's not an actual solution. What you're saying to the person is I don't care right now. I don't care what you're going through right now because I want you to enact my vision long term. John Kerry said this yesterday. I mean, he's just a walking embarrassment. But we don't need to be drilling for more oil and gas. Here's John Kerry. He, t- he parked his private jet and said this in front of a microphone, clip eight. And energy security worry is driving a lot of the thoughts now about, oh, we need more drilling of gas. We need more drilling of this. We need to go back to coal. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. And we have to prevent a false narrative from entering into this or, again, uh, pun intended, we are cooked. You suck, you jackass. No, we don't have to go back to gas and coal. Why would you go back to gas and coal? Who doesn't love paying five eighty-five a gallon? Hell, I say we make it six just for fun skis. Do you understand? He is pushing his, you know, his green energy agenda. John Kerry's a guy who ran for president, got his ass handed to him. Just embarrassing. Okay. And he wants to have a legacy in this country. So he's flying around the world on private jets, trying to reconfigure our economy and hope that someday history history will be written in a way that credits him as being like a pivotal, influential figure. He can hang his hat on the fact that Americans benefited from his existence after all. When in truth, John Kerry, as a political contributor goes, he would be addition by subtraction if we never heard from the guy on the world stage again. It's the rock band that's being forced on the public. Joe Biden presents The Electric Cars. Charge all night, drive all day. The government won't let you have a say. Charge it up. Charge it up. An album that will leave you feeling totally plugged in. She won't start again. The 
The electric cars. Sure, they're way too expensive. But pretending to save the world is never cheap. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And folks, i got to tell you, those racist, misogynist Republicans, they're at it again. Last night in a special election in Texas... Those racist, misogynist Republicans elected the first Mexican-born woman in the history of Congress. First one ever. It's never happened before. But these racist, misogynist Republicans, they're out of control. When will the bigotry end, I tell you? It's a madness. Here it is. Last night we had primaries in Nevada, South Carolina, and Texas. Great state of Texas. Shout out to them. Uh, In one of the most closely watched races of the night, uh, incumbent South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace... You've heard her on this show a whole bunch. Uh, She defeated Katie Arrington. This despite the fact that when it comes to Nancy Mace, Donald Trump's attitude was... Get her out. Get her out of here. Trump said he didn't like Nancy Mace. He endorsed Arrington, and he lost that one. Uh, But lo and behold, Nancy Mace, who has been doing a pretty good job for the people of South Carolina, she's a former Waffle House waitress raising children in this country, uh, fought the good fight and won her primary. So congratulations to her. Uh, but she is not the bigger headline. Uh, Trump's endorsement did help in another race in South Carolina. Russell Fry defeated incumbent Congressman Tom Rice, who was, of course, the guy who voted in favor of impeachment and removal of Donald Trump. Get him out of here. Get him out. That's what they did. Tom Rice is a goner. Russell Fry riding that Trump endorsement to victory uh, out in Nevada. Adam Laxalt, who had the backing of Trump and Mitch McConnell, uh, beat Captain Sam Brown, Army Captain Sam Brown, who has appeared on this show when we were out in Nevada, who has a great story to tell, is a hell of an American, a hell of a great guy, and is clearly just getting started in politics. Uh, He was outspent by about 25 to 1. Uh, still built the support that garnered him tens of thousands of votes in and around Nevada uh, and is a guy who, if I had to guess, has a very bright future in politics. So it's a silver medal for Sam Brown in that one, uh, but it's a silver medal that could quickly become gold with any luck at all. Uh, but here it is, down in Texas, and this is the one that really matters in terms of the changing attitudes in this country. Okay, the special election for Texas's 34th congressional district. Okay, Republican Myra Flores beat Democrat Dan Sanchez. Why is this significant? Because this is a district that has voted Democrat for a hundred straight years. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. She is the first Mexican-American elected to Congress. Okay, Myra Flores. And again, this comes after a special election in Virginia made Winsome Sears the lieutenant governor of Virginia, a black woman, a U.S. Marine, a former U.S. Marine. Uh, And, of course, the Democrats want you to believe the Republicans are racist and they're misogynist, so they just pretend none of these things happen. But they're scrambling right now. If you polled Democrats in Texas, they'd probably want to chip in and build the wall because they realize how unpopular their policies are with the Latino community. Biden's polling at 26 percent 
with Latinos. Democrats as a whole are hemorrhaging support because white people making up words like Latinx is not what Latino voters want from their government. Okay, what they want is the same thing every other color person wants in this country. Biden is not, do you understand, hemorrhaging support with the Latino community because he's not yelling racism enough. He's hemorrhaging support because like every other community, people can't afford gas. People can't afford goods if they can even find them on their shelves. And by the way, if you happen to be a member of a Latino community that migrated to this country legally, you really do resent the fact that this administration is showing so much deference to the people who are migrating here illegally. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. And that's why we saw what we saw in the 34th Congressional District of Texas. This is a district that went for Biden by 21 points in 2020. We're not even two years later, and she just won by, I believe, 14 points as the total now. The swing was between 28 and 35 points, depending on the last update I saw. On the low end, it was a 28-point swing from 2020 to right now, based on what Biden has done to this country. The Latino community is done. And you know why you're starting to hear more, more race baiting out of this administration? Because they're horrified about what might happen with the black community next. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. You understand, the black community, okay, Biden keeps, you know, giving them promises of, you know, this white supremacy on the other side and we'll stop it. Georgia's early voting laws or voter suppression. Never mind that early voting is up 220 percent in the state of Georgia. OK, they keep throwing these ridiculous platitudes out there thinking it'll earn them support. But people don't want platitudes. People want deliverables. And the Democrats are really scared right now because they don't win elections without minority support. Traditionally, they've been able to get it. Okay, by going into minority communities, saying everybody's a racist, but us, you know, we'll spend more money, you know, more entitlement programs, more government dependency we will infantilize you. You can't do for yourself. The deck is stacked. We're systemically racist. Don't even bother getting off the mat. Just let the Democrats handle it. Just keep voting for us. That's been their attitude. Okay, but people don't want a handout in any community. People who migrate to this country don't come to hear the government demonize the rich. They migrate to this country because they themselves want to be rich. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. That's what people are doing here. People are coming to America for the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They're not coming to America to be told, why even bother? You're so screwed. Think about that. Barack Obama ran for president and won on a slogan of, yes, we can that was their attitude not even, you know, 14, 15 years ago. Now, all these years later, the Democratic mantra has become, no, you can't. Don't even bother. If Obama showed up with, yes, we can right now, they'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Check your privilege. Who's this half white guy just looking the other way on all of this oppression? Come on, man. And that's the problem with the Democrats. They keep selling fake racism. Okay, but all these minority voters want are real solutions. And if you don't believe me, ask people in the 34th Congressional District of Texas. But is that going to stop Democrats from playing the race card? Hell no. Wait till you see what's coming in the next hour. It is flat out disgusting. We'll lead with it next. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do, from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not a shameless race baiting buffoon. Oh, is Joe Biden ever a shameless race-baiting buffoon? Tell him like it is. Okay, we've had the chicanery with the voter rights laws. We were told those were Jim Crow on steroids. Remember that? This is Jim Crow on steroids. But it moved on to Haitian uh, migrants being whipped at the southern border. Do you remember that? Biden got out there with a straight face and said, Oh, those border agents are going to pay. They whipped these migrants. Yeah, as it turned out, the photographer who shot the video, the man who recorded the still imagery, said it never actually happened. But after vowing to make the agents pay, just weeks after they were formally cleared of any criminal wrongdoing, Biden and the DOJ are expected to rule in the coming hours on punishment for these migrants over claims that they acted out of some type of racial motivation at our southern border. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. I am so worked up. Buckle up, kids. 888-788-9910, the phone number. But this one, man, man, I say this all the time on the show. The one thing that really drives me crazy is fake racism. Okay, and I know why they use, like at the southern border... You know how we got to where we got, okay? They repealed all of Donald Trump's border policies. We had cut illegal border crossings by 80%. But because people in the Democratic Party decided that securing your southern border was racist, we repealed the Remain in Mexico policy, and we stopped building a border wall. That's stupid. Use your common sense. All because of what? They wanted to score political points. Understand that every Democrat, every Democrat who tells you we should build the bridges and not walls, every single one of them voted for border wall security under George W. Bush and again under Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But it happened. Okay, so you understand they all wanted to secure the border. Why? Because it's the front door of the House. you got to know what's coming in. you got to know what's going out. But when Trump ran for president on build a wall, every Democrat that voted for a wall was like, that's racist. That's just how white folks will do you. And when they got into office, okay, they immediately repealed his policies. The end result of which was what? A flood of fentanyl across our southern border. So insane. We've seen a record, 107,000 fentanyl poisoning deaths. People are dying because of this policy. So as you'd imagine, the guy presiding over the policy wants to shift the conversation away from his performance at the border and make it about somebody else's. So when some Twitter lunatic tweeted one still photo of border agents clearing Haitian migrants at the border with split rein horses, Joe Biden and the White House got out there and were like, oh, this is racist. This brings us back to the days of slavery, said Kamala Harris. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> so here's where it started. The White House saw a golden opportunity to change the conversation at the southern border. Biden couldn't resist it. Here he is way back then going all in again on a still photo. Yo, understand this still photo is from a video. OK, the gentleman who took the video said, no, those are split rein horses. 
Nobody was whipping anybody. That's silly. But the White House ran with it anyway. That's not right. But that's exactly what they did. Here's Biden running with it. It was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treat it like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Again, with no evidence, none, with no evidence that people were being strapped, as Biden said. Okay, he's willing to inject that type of bile into our politics, into our universe. Yeah, we live in an age where people's emotions are their facts. If you get people emotional, they accept it as fact and are willing to fight to the death against anybody that opposes those emotions. That's why there were guys showing up to Brett Kavanaugh's house with guns and knives and saying they're here to kill him. It's because they were told by Chuck Schumer and other Democrats that Kavanaugh was waging war against women. Women are a thing again. I know they were birthing people three weeks ago, but now there's an abortion debate going on and it's a woman's right to choose. Men who could get pregnant three weeks ago are now being told they're men and they need to shut up. But if you look back four weeks ago, men and women were the same. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Yeah, kids knew the difference, but our politicians didn't. There's never been a dumber time to be alive. Here's Kamala furthering that racist narrative. What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible and um, I fully support what is happening right now which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there Um, but human beings should never be treated that way and I'm deeply troubled about it and I'll also be talking with Secretary Mayorkas today about it. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. I mean, I love Judge Jeanine. You just wish she wouldn't hold back so much. But the thing about Kamala Harris is, okay, the thing about Joe Biden is, they knew at the time they were saying this that it didn't happen. And the reason I can say that to you, it's not because I'm some type of Fox News host just looking to get you mad at Democrats. Yo, I don't care. It's just not what I do on this show. I just want to have an honest conversation with you. Okay, the man who took the video, the day that image got posted, we're talking within an hour of it getting posted on Twitter and making the rounds and people making memes and being like, these racist Republicans. The photographer was like, hey, I was there. Uh, This is nothing like you're depicting it on Twitter. And if you remember, we covered this story a month ago because the DOJ announced that there would be no charges against the migrants. But now we're getting a report, a new report, that within the next few hours, the Department of Homeland Security is going to hand out some type of punishment for the border agents that were involved in the incident. So it's not going to be they whipped people like we were told. It's not going to be, you know, this took us back to the days of slavery like we were told. But they're going to try to discipline them in some capacity. So it looks like the White House was acting in good faith when they gaslit the whole nation along racial lines. Correct the mundo. That's what this is. But understand what the consequence of this is. And this is the thing that drives me crazy. Okay, we don't have border horses at our southern border anymore. They were there for crowd control. You know, when you've got 3,000 people coming across the river, 
Okay, the horse is oftentimes effective in driving back a crowd, in corralling a crowd. So they can, in fact, be apprehended. Again, I have a lot of empathy for the people coming to this country, but it doesn't change the fact that they're breaking the law and that even if we're going to be empathetic and let them in, we are a nation of immigrants. I don't deny that. Okay, but we need to be able to ascertain who is coming in and whether or not they are, in fact, a threat to this country, whether or not they're a threat to the people they're traveling with. You know, one of the things you hear a lot about under Donald Trump was family separation. Oh, family separation. Trump is just ripping migrant families apart. What kind of animal? Oh, I don't know. Started under George W. Bush and it continued under Barack Obama. Don't be thick, all right? If you remember, kids in cages. Woo, remember that one? Oh, he's putting kids in cages. When the New York Times posted their famous expose about kids in cages, they immediately were forced to correct themselves because the pictures, according to the Associated Press, were taken in 2014 under a guy by the name of Barack Obama. (laughs) Think about that. The kids in cages. But again, they were race baiting the country. He's ripping these families apart. No. The reason they separate children from the, the adults they're with at the, at the border is they need to make sure they're with someone they should be with. 30% of the women who cross our border illegally get sexually assaulted. And cartel members, human traffickers, trying to get their asylum cases granted will bring children with them because it gives them a far higher chance of getting let into the country. If you're traveling with a small, small child, it's a lot easier to get your asylum case granted. So oftentimes, drug smugglers, human traffickers will bring children. Family separation exists to make sure the children aren't with someone who is, in fact, a drug smuggler, a human trafficker. Oh, I don't know, someone sexually assaulting children. That happens to be a big thing at our southern border. But we went after that policy. And who suffers as a consequence? The Democrats, the people the Democrats are pretending to care about, the children, the women, the families coming to the border. No differently than when you take away our enforcement protocols and you take the horses away from these border agents, our border gets overwhelmed that much more. Okay, this is a humanitarian crisis. means more people will die, more people will get assaulted, more border agents will be harmed, okay, and sadly, more drugs will flood into this country. Okay, these are not the words of a man who is anti-immigration. We all favor legal immigration. The reason Biden is down almost 45, 50 points with Latinos right now is because people who migrated to this country legally think it's disgusting that he's showing so much deference to the people who are breaking the law. He knows that's a problem. But rather than owning the border crisis, he decided to tell us this was a racist Jim Crow, take us back to the South. What kind of time are we living in? Get the horses out of here. That's what he said. And now Mayorkas... That jackass, I told you, I met Mayorkas at a White House Correspondents' Dinner Party. And he was fangirling, waiting in line to hug Don Lemon of CNN. CNN is the worst. But think about this. CNN, who just made a living for four years telling you border security was racist. The Republicans are racist. They don't want minorities in the country. You know, never mind that the Republicans last night elected the first Mexican woman, Mexican-born woman to Congress in the history of this nation. Those racist, misogynist Republicans just elected a Mexican woman to Congress. What? When will the bigotry end? This is no differently than when they said Glenn Youngkin won in Virginia because all the voters were white supremacists without acknowledging that Winsome Sears, his lieutenant governor, was a black woman. 
folks, they will race bait to no end if they think it helps them. They're just not doing it because it helps you. They don't care about you. Here's Mayorkas, you know, taking in uh, his assessment of the situation at the border. Uh, one cannot weaponize a horse uh, to aggressively attack a child. That is unacceptable. That is not what our policies and our training require. Please understand, let me be quite clear. Um, that is not acceptable. We will not tolerate mistreatment. And we will address it with full force based on the facts that we learn. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Well, the facts that they learned is no one was mistreating children. No one was whipping migrants. No one was menacing people with horses. Okay, when it comes to the border, what you say is so much more important than what you do in the world of politics. But when it comes to the border, what you do is so much more important than what you say. You know, Biden famously gets out there all the time and says, ah, don't come. It's not a good time to come. But if everybody who comes gets let into the country, when you call your friends back home, you don't tell them don't come. You tell them we got in. That's what you tell them. But when you're making such a spectacle in politics about what you say, okay, which is what they do, which is what the Democrats perception is so much more important than reality. They couldn't sell this perception hard enough that border agents were whipping people. Because it took the conversation away from the reality that the Democrats have completely up our entire border. Sneak across the border, baby, and get stopped by guys from I. with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon muscling our way through day three on 1230 WBVP 99.3 FM, 1460 WNBA, 95.7 FM out in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. And of course, the great Ambridge, Pennsylvania, home of my Polish Falcon family. Uh, But right now, we're not talking Polish Falcons. We're talking about shameless race-baiting buffoons in the Democratic Party, none bigger than Jamal Bowman, uh, who wants you to believe with a straight face that black lives are hanging in the balance if Republicans win the midterms. That is a fact-check false. This is the thing that drives me crazy about this. You hear Byron Donalds on my show every week, superstar congressman from the great state of Florida, grew up in Brooklyn, big Biggie Smalls fan, 
black gentleman, fantastic dude. You hear Tim Scott on the show, first black American elected to both houses of Congress. You know, we're constantly talking, you know, guys, guys on this network, Tyrus, Lawrence Jones, you know, Charles Payne, Gianno Caldwell, Harris Faulkner. They're constantly telling you Fox and the Republicans, oh, they're all a bunch of racists. You know, the, the Republicans who put Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court, just racists. To when will it end? Okay. But we never have an honest conversation about the truth. I say this all the time. If America's a white supremacist nation, we're doing a really bad job. Okay. If Trump was a white supremacist president, he did a really bad job. The guy gave historically black colleges and universities their highest recurring funding endowment ever. Okay, think about that for a second. He invested $75 billion in opportunity zones at the behest of Tim Scott into low-income black communities. He also, oh, by the way, signed the First Step Prison Reform Act that let over 300,000 nonviolent black drug offenders who were sentenced under the overzealous guidelines of the 1994 Biden crime bill. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. The point is, okay, as a white supremacist goes, it's a bad resume to have done all of those things. Is his language any good at times? The answer would be no. No, I can't defend everything the guy says. But like I said, in a world that what you do matters more than what you say, in an ideal world anyway, you can't ever make the claim that black lives are in the balance. When the murder rate has spiked by 32% under Democrats, how do you say, you better not elect the Republicans? I mean, give me, I mean, you couldn't do any worse than what we're doing right now. But here is Jamal Bowman going all in. Here it is, clip 15. It was also emboldened uh, Republicans and the far right and white nationalists across the country to begin to believe that it is their time to not just take power in the House, but the Senate, the White House and state houses across the country. And we got to understand that this is a group that has been radicalized by the great replacement myth and many other things and have been pushing for violence and pushing for even civil war. So that is what's at stake right now in terms of this election. Our democracy is hanging by a thread and black and brown people. Our lives are in the balance if these people come back into power. That was embarrassing. I mean, really, dude, do you understand that over 70 percent of Trump voters voted for Barack Obama, which, again, is not really white supremacist stuff? This is shameless. And even if they really wanted a civil war, no one could afford to put gas in their tanks at this point. So just relax, maybe get the inflation under control, and then we can talk about fake white supremacy next. This is really a race to the bottom, and it is picking up speed. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. We are fired up to talk to this next guest, not only the head writer for Charlemagne the God on Comedy Central, but the head dog sitter for my Beagle Bixby. That's a credit. That's a big credit. Charles McBee is in the house. Yo, McBee. What's happening, Captain? Yo, this is a big deal uh, to all of our listeners who don't know this. I had posted (laughs) on Facebook last week because this is the deal. 
I'm going to L.A. on special assignment the week of the 4th of July. I'm going to be hosting a 4th of July special. I'm going to be out at the Santa Monica Pier. It's That's a pretty great. good gig for me. That was great. Very I mean, proud. holy hell. The last time I was on the Santa Monica Pier, I was working a ride. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. let's, let's be honest. Some of your family members probably threw bodies in there at some point. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Sicilians? <laughs> That's right. Charles McBee going right in on my heritage. <laughs> well, this ain't going to end good for you, pal. <laughs> Hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. But, no, I'm on the pier, and uh, I have been telling Jenny, she's like, hey, do you have a dog sitter for Bixby that week now that you bought plane tickets and brought me and Lincoln and <laughs> yeah. rented a car and booked extra hotel rooms? You know, because I'm not staying in Jenny's room. Right. a maniac. I can't. I got I to gotta work. You know what I mean? I'm not a piece of meat. She needs to understand. But the point is, uh, I've been telling Jenny for a month that I have this dog sitter situation handled. And uh, finally, in a desperate bit on Saturday, realizing it's like two weeks from leaving, I just throw it up on Facebook, and you wrote in and saved Christmas. I literally did it for the bigs, for Mr. Big. You did. did because you like I have, this dog? I have genuine love. Well, I have genuine love for dogs, but particularly Bigsby. Wow. I, I was like, there's no way I'm allowing you to just throw him out <laughs> to some maniac on Facebook. Well, you have come a long way since your work with Michael Vick. I just want to <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But the deal is, I wasn't, you see, the reason I do that is because I, I, I was hoping, like, a good Samaritan dog person that I wasn't thinking of would identify themselves. Yeah, yeah. There was no world, because I want you to know this. I did get messages from people <laughs> sure I don't know. I know. Like, hey, I'm up in Massachusetts. If you could drop them off, I'm like, yeah, that sounds perfectly reasonable. I, I, but yeah. uh, Charles McBee is here. He is a hero. He saved the day. Well, here's the thing, because, McBee, you made a really funny joke <laughs> when you said you'd stay. Because McBee is staying in my house. That's the thing. He's staying in the house for the week with the dog. He's going to hang out. Um, I actually don't. Those ca- we we uh, the cameras don't work. Jenny doesn't know this, <laughs> but I had to disable them for my own purposes because you know Jenny goes on the road a lot. No, and the, the funniest thing in the world is Jenny said uh, when she first put in her outside cameras, she's like, uh, "Hey, I saw you on TV. Good job. What, I guess you're heading home." I said, "Yeah," and I said, "Sean Barry's coming over, but for some reason he's dressed as two strippers," <laughs> 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 thinking she'd see him on like the surveillance cam or whatever outside. Uh, but no, I, I would like to think there's going to be some good hijinks planned. You don't need to cop to any of it on the air. You just need to get the dog back alive. Great. That's, that's a, it. That's all I'm That's all about. we've agreed to. Yeah, that's yeah. all we've agreed to. The handshake agreement is I have a living dog when I get back. <laughs> Who happens to live and die in the house along the way? None. None, none of your business. <laughs> Never you mind. <laughs> that's not, Never that's not you what mind. we shook on. Okay. But the joke you made when you said you were going to stay in the house is you would stay as long as I told my neighbors. <laughs> That you are an actual house guest staying in the house. <laughs> yes. And your I Long think, Island neighbors, and, yes. Yeah, and I think your language was it was like something like the black guy isn't breaking in or something. That's what you said. Yes. Not what I said. That's what you said. Just <laughs> yes. to be clear, because I'll get drug out of here for that. Uh, but you are gonna go full OJ and drive my white Bronco. I am. Which is <laughs> a hilarious well, hilarious joke that you that you made. Exactly. I am gonna go full OJ and I'm gonna drive your white Bronco around town. Because this is a funny this is a funny thing about it. When I got a white Bronco, it's not nearly as egregious for a white dude to get a white Bronco, but a black dude to get a white Bronco. Oh, it's, it's pure poetry. <laughs> but think of how well your girlfriend's going to behave that week. The fact, in fir- the first time I saw you in the Bronco, you came and picked me up from the train mm-hmm. when I came out to visit you. Yeah. And I sat in the back seat just for old time's sake. <laughs> I don't know why the GPS keeps telling us to take the 405. It's like Rockingham's that way. Like, I didn't do it. I don't understand. Oh, great. But that is all. Those, that's jokey racism. It's pretend racism. I bring up pretend racism because here's the thing. It's not working for the Democrats, and this is what I mean by this. Yeah. Okay? Last night, the Republicans in a special election 
elected the first Mexican woman, Mexican-born woman to Congress, the history of the country, yeah. in a district that had gone Democrat for 100 straight years, in a district that's 84% Latino, meaning we're starting in a Latino community. They're not buying this idea that the Republicans are the racists. They're voting for them. Biden's yeah. polling at 26% with Latinos because of issues that affect all Americans. This is the issue. I just want to bring it up. Yeah. Like, inflation doesn't know what color you are. Gas prices don't know what color you are. The crime rate doesn't know what color you are. Um, um, you know, and that's what people are voting on. But the Democrats keep reaching out with the olive branch of we'll protect you from the racists. Right. But, I mean, what would you be more concerned about as a black man in 2022? It's not to say racism doesn't exist because, gosh, we know. I mean, I'm not going to get into the things we say off the air. <laughs> but, uh, but but the point is a crippling inflation or a gas price, I think, I think sends more people to the polls than, hey, these guys are a bunch of white supremacists. What say you? Well, the— Particularly what you mentioned, the Latin community. I mm -hmm. mean, historically, they've been more conservative mm -hmm. in general. Yes. So they're more likely to vote for Republicans. Mm -hmm. um, and when Democrats kind of extend the olive branches, if you will, and go, hey, we'll open the borders, it's usually the, <laughs> the Latin community that's mm -hmm. like, no. <laughs> it's like, do you remember when defund the police happened? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, were like, and you came on and you were like, tell me your story again. No, you were like, defund the police. And I'm like, defund the what? No. <laughs> So defund the police is the ultimate white privilege. Yeah. And then, and then they went from defund to like a, just destroy the whole the then police and everything. Them. Yeah, I was like, no, no, you do that. I'm moving away. Like the <laughs> thought that the thought that we like living next to murderers. That's what that's what we enjoy. No, there is obviously, uh, you know, obviously like racism does exist. But mm -hmm. I feel like that word racist racism is, is used so frivolous. Frivolously? Yeah, frivolously. Yeah, frivolously. It's a big word for it's this big, show. It's a big oh word. Oh, my goodness. It, it's used so much that it loses its meaning and its potency when it actually occurs. Yeah, I agree. It's like calling every guy creepy. Well, yeah. the creepy guys go, great. <laughs> now I can just blend in with everybody else. That's <laughs> funny. And that's what point. the Democrats tend to do when it comes to calling people racist or calling all Republicans racist or anything like that. You actually lose the actual meaning and uh, of the actual word. That's a great point. Charles McBee is in studio, head writer for Charlemagne the God. He likes me to get his credits out when he's on Fox News. <laughs> it means a lot in the liberal circles he travels no, yeah, in. Please don't. Please everybody never knows. Mention, he, never mention my <laughs> place of employment ever again. He asks if I'll bring him on as Trevor Noah. <laughs> but, but, they'll, but they'll know you're not Trevor because you're funny. Hold on. <laughs> Stick with me here. Where's everybody going, Comedy Central? I'm kidding. The views Trevor. expressed by Jimmy Fallon do not represent <laughs> hey. the views Express. He did a fine job at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I was there. He did a, he did a fine job. It was job, great. Trevor. This is how much they think of me here at Fox. Because, you know, you f you find out, like, how indispensable you are to the network based yeah. on the assignments you get. Okay? They were willing to put me on at the White House Correspondents' Dinner on the red carpet live after four and a half hours at an open bar. <laughs> Which means they're like, that, that, that's very risky. They're like, whatever. You, you don't give that assignment to a guy that you don't, you got to protect his career. Right. Yeah, and you can always tell when you get on a plane. I flew with Gutfeld from Dallas to here. Gutfeld like the first row signing autographs. They're yeah. like, Jimmy, you're flying stowaway. You're, you're, you're going to want to grab a tire right before takeoff and hold on. Bring a jacket. It's cold up there. Actually, can you serve the drinks? <laughs> well, that's well. back to the correspondence. You know, that's what I was doing. Yeah, I waited the heck out of those tables. But me and McBee are having a talk about uh, real racing, pretend racing. The, the thing at the border that drove me crazy is that there was a video taken, and someone took a still photo from a video. Right. 
where border agents look like they could have been wielding whips, which is not a good look for anybody in right. any era, let alone today. But the guy who shot the video within 20 minutes saw this being exploited on Twitter and was like, hey, I was the guy. It's a video. They just split reins on a horse. Uh, but they ran with it anyway. And my problem with that, okay, is, you know, we have the facts of the case, and they're not going to be legally disciplined, but they're going to face some type of administrative discipline, is I don't think anyone ever stops and talks about the damage done when fake racism is injected into the vernacular. Because if you believe something's racist, I'm mad. Like, if I yeah. thought they were whipping people, I'd be really mad. So so is anyone else who believes them. And because the first instinct is the only one we ever stick with, right. you know, there's no real retraction that matters. Do you think on some level the people doing this just aren't aware of the damage they're causing or the division they're causing? Is that a better example? I, I think some are and some aren't. But I think we're all, <clears throat> we're all victim to mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to sit and pretend like like just going off a knee-jerk reaction is a Democrat problem. Oh, yeah, no, people do that. Yep. People do it across the board. Um, I think that when even we almost did it on our show, when we saw those photos, we were like, oh, we're off to the races. Like, yeah, yeah. we're going to go crazy. But then, obviously, we did research. Stop it. <laughs> oh, God. Stop it. Dirty word. You're going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> uh, we did a little research and was like, oh, that's not what's happening. We need to put this in its proper context. Mm -hmm. I would hope that more uh, you know, people in positions of, of power and influence would do that more often, but that is not the case, unfortunately. No, we are living in the death of shame, man. It's, yeah. a, it's a weird time to be. And uh, you know, back to the point you made earlier. Being called a racist used to stop traffic. Yeah. Like if someone said that in the 80s, someone said that in the, it was like such a rarely done thing. Now it's just like a, people are like, oh, do do me. You know, yeah. do, <laughs> hey, can you call my wife a bigot? Come yeah. on, she's over here with the kids. We're going to take a picture. Yeah. It's nuts, right? It's wild. It's wild. And I don't think this it's is— It's doing more damage than, than good. I think so too. And I don't think as a society we get credit for just how integrated we are in that, you know, between like the internet— pop culture, and all of the cross-pollination of society, you know, we've been forced to invent new forms of racism. Like, cultural appropriation to me is a shaky one. Like, if your daughter dresses as a Disney princess, but she's not Polynesian, I don't think it means you and your daughter don't like Polynesian people. Yeah. I actually think you do like them. You know, I think there's limits to impersonation. Like, obviously, blackface is not a tribute. Right. But uh, a Moena, you know, costume, I don't think is an attack on a race. Do right. you? No. It's, um, I think historical context are should also be in play when mm -hmm. these things when it comes when it comes to blackface yeah. had there never been an era uh -huh. where blackface was literally used to yeah. hurt and harm black mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. then you probably could get away with uh -huh. oh i want to look like michael jordan so i'm going to pay him that probably would be okay mm -hmm. but it's not because of the historical context so yeah if um people dressed up like <laughs> little princesses and went and like <laughs> Yeah. murdered Persian people in the yeah. past, probably not cool to do that today, but that that's not the case. It's like a new mile marker. Charles McVee, by the way, explaining why he's writing for Charlemagne and not Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, <laughs> you can't be anti-blackface if you want that Kimmel gig. Do you think on some level he's in like, I, I always say he's in like this hostage situation because he wore so much blackface in his career early on that I think if he wasn't out there pushing democratic policies in the cancel age, yeah. they would turn on him in a second. No. Uh, if if Kimmel comes out and says, you know what I thought about it, and as bad as Republicans are, I'm going to Santos in 2024. <laughs> How quick before we see Carmelone all over the internet? He, uh, it, it, it's very uh, interesting to watch his progression, considering the the like the Man Show was a thing, <laughs> <laughs> which was funny, but back yeah. in the day. But yeah. I mean, the fact that he's like 
distancing himself yeah. from like all of that stuff is you know I what, mean listen what, hey, everybody what, has a past of course and this well that that's why I I take such exception to like retroactive yeah. cancels I don't think anybody should be canceled for anything anyway because yeah. it doesn't help people like us who say stupid things for a living but when you're going back to a time when what they said was okay. You're ba- they're basically just guilty of not being a time traveler. You know exactly. what I mean? And yeah. they didn't know. If they could have dialed the future <laughs> and said, don't tell these jokes, you know, then maybe. But that's why you're right, though. It's funny to see the juxtaposition of Kimmel as like, Republicans don't respect women. And in your head, you're just picturing them jumping on trampolines behind him while he hosted a TV show. <laughs> it's never. There's just never been a dumber time to be alive. Oh. That's why I think, you know, our motto, we're always trying to distill calm. Everybody just needs to chill out. Maybe yeah. go to some of our comedy shows, take it easy, is what they should do. Or maybe come to the big bash you're having at my house over the 4th of July. That's right. It's going to be crazy. Is it invite only? Like, what are we looking at here? No, it's just look for the big, giant Black Lives Matter flag. <laughs> Planted in the front yard. Oh, that that won't last long. I'm kidding. <laughs> the neighbors. Listen, man. I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to help. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know, you know what won't happen. That was my funniest thing in the world. The only person who won't come to your party for real yeah. is the guy who lives behind me. I don't know. I think I've told you the story. Yeah. The guy, the guy who lives behind me, folks. When Jenny and I first moved into our house. Uh, came over the fence one day to compliment me on my music. He's like, you play really loud music. It's obnoxious. Yeah. But every time I want you to turn it down, I actually realize I like the song. <laughs> he's like, and I just can't. And he's like, he started asking me about certain songs I played that I didn't know what they were. And then after this 20-minute conversation about music and what great neighbors we are without even realizing yeah. each other's neighbor, he goes, by the way, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh, you know, I work at Fox News. And he goes, hey, nice to meet you. And jumped off the fence and left. <laughs> and we have never <laughs> spoken again. We've never spoken again, McBee. Oh, man. That was it. So you'll get one RSVP no. Oh, great. Uh, Actually, maybe not, though. If you tell him I'm not there. Yeah, if you're not there, he's going to be the first one to (laughs) to come through. Bixby might get some bonus treats out of this. The anti-Fox vote. I might have to let him onto my property. Uh, McBee, Godspeed on the mission. Uh, We're really excited about this. Like I said, you get me back a living beagle, you've won. I'll defend anything else you need. There's a lot of cops in the family. There's a lot of lawyers here at Fox. I will not let Jenny take you down. Just nice. get me that dog back in one piece. I got you, buddy. You saw it. There's a verbal handshake right on the air. We're back after this. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Are you tired of losing political debates because your party doesn't have any good ideas? I had the same problem until I got racism, the Democrat prescription that reduces every single issue to race problems. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. Using racism can make you feel like a good person, even if you're patently terrible. I have some skeletons in my closet that I need to cover up so that I can get elected. And with no basis in fact, personal attacks have never been easier. Whether you're slandering an ex-president. I don't think they like me very much. Or even a dead children's author. Mom, they canceled Dr. Seuss. So don't waste your time finding solutions to real problems. Create pretend problems. It's not enough to say I'm not a racist in America. I need to be anti-racist. Warning, a percentage of Democrats who used racism experienced limited grasp of facts and were prone to blurting out racist things themselves. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Ask your government-provided doctor about racism today. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
And yes, the race baiting knows no bounds. In the next hour on this show, we're talking about a different type of baiting. Uh, it has been, and, and this one drives me so bananas. I'm worked up today. It's a, it's a Wednesday. Should be in a good mood. Got all kinds of stuff. We're heading up to the spanked puppy in Colchester, Vermont on Friday. We're fired up to broadcast at WVMT. I'm supposed to be in a good mood. But between all the race baiting, and we now have, and we're going to discuss this in the next hour with Kat Kamick, superstar representative from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida, we have had 17 attacks on pro-life centers since this SCOTUS draft leak has been issued. What the hell is the world coming to? I mean, it's a bad one, man. And, it, and the stuff, it, it really bothers me because, again, the double standard on political violence is so vast that it's endangering people on the left, too, and they don't realize it. We got to this dumb place where it's like, well, if it's good for my party, you know, who cares? And so the media, Bill Maher called him out last week. Bill Maher went to town on The New York Times because they didn't cover the Kavanaugh story, knowing full well that if there was a person arrested at the home of a liberal justice with a gun and a knife and zip ties who told the cops they were there to kill the person, this whole country would be on fire right now. Every single one of us would be, you know, under some type of persecution from the government. Like, do you remember after January 6th? You know, they didn't say a word in the summer of 2020 when they burnt down half the country over George Floyd riots. But after January 6th, they literally ordered our troops to stand down for a review of white supremacy. It's insanity. Okay, and it's not based in the general interest of the country. It's based in an effort to help one side. So the thing we're doing again and again and again on this show is we just want an honest forum where we can tell the truth about what's going on because there's really nobody out here willing to do it anymore because of the climate in Washington. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. They might, okay, but we're going to let them keep on jumping because we're just going to keep on talking. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. True story. And Kat Kamek joins us after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. We're broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up in this hour to bring you just an embarrassment of radio riches. Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek is in the house from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. And she is going to discuss the indifference, the indifference to political violence on the left. The people that are always warning us about dangerous rhetoric and lives are in danger. Democrats are so full of crap. Okay, not a word in the press. Uh, Not only, okay, something we've been discussing all week, which is the attack on Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. But as we get on the air today, we're doing so on the heels of what took place last night, which was the 17th. The 17th attack on a pro-life center since this SCOTUS draft leak became a thing. 17 times. Okay, are you going to tell me there's a world where one attack on an abortion clinic goes unreported in the media? The answer would be no. Of course not. But here we are with 17 attacks on pro-life centers. The only place you're going to hear about it is here. The media is a bunch of losers. Even Bill Maher said as much to his credit. Now, I will say this about Bill Maher, and I always have to issue a caveat. 
because he's getting a lot of praise on Fox lately, you know, because he's taking positions that align with conservative views and more importantly, the truth, which is calling out injustice where he sees it, which is calling out journalistic double standards where he sees it. Believe me, he still takes plenty of shots at Fox. Okay, but the truth is Bill Maher is trying to distance himself from what he knows is a spectacular level of incompetence in the Democratic Party right now, whether it's the crazy stuff about men getting pregnant or just the shameless double standards and gaslighting of the country. You know, he brought up the fact that in Georgia, Republicans said, oh, it's voter suppression. You know, Democrats said it's voter suppression. But early voting is up 220 percent in Georgia. Stacey Abrams with a straight face. Even after confronted with the fact that early voting is up 220 percent, she said, well, just because you don't see the suppression doesn't mean it's not going on. Stacey Abrams is fully totally. And so is The New York Times. Here is Bill Maher, beginning of the week, if you remember, calling out The New York Times for not covering the Kavanaugh assassination attempt. It's clip 16. The point I would agree with is The New York Times buried this. Yeah, it was like a tiny thing below the fold. If this had been a liberal Supreme Court justice that someone came to kill, it would, have been on the, it would have been on the front page. And that's what's so disappointing about a paper like the New York Times. Because they just wear their bias on their sleeves. And they, if it's not part of something that feeds our narrative, f*** it. It's, he's, he's completely true. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Completely true. They, don't even, they didn't even discuss it. And when it comes to these 17 attacks, Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about it yesterday. She flipped open the binder. Thumbed through it, tried to come up with an answer. Uh, here's her acknowledgement that there has, in fact, been an uptick in arson attempts at crisis pregnancy centers. This is clip 17. Well, that's something uh, clearly the DOJ uh, is looking into. Um, and, uh, you know, they've taken that very seriously. We have seen uh, an uptick of that type of arson and, and bombing and uh, or attempt to bomb, uh, as we saw uh, just recently over the weekend. Um, and so, uh, again, that's for the DOJ is taking that very seriously and they're going to continue to do so. You gotta do better than that. I mean, think about this. She doesn't say at any point during that full clip, it's not edited, she doesn't say, this is bad. This shouldn't happen. Don't do it. We strongly condemn. No, no, no. No, no, no. What she says is, we'll play it again. Okay, we've seen an uptick. The DOJ is looking into it. Not like we see an uptick that's bad. So it's just just acknowledging that it's out there, but not even telling you it's a bad thing. I mean, no acknowledgement. Not like, you know, we're worried. This has to stop. This isn't who we are. And this is just an extension of Jen Psaki's comments back on May 10th when she encouraged people to peacefully protest outside the homes of justices. You have to understand it is a federal crime to intimidate a judge. And when you show up to a judge's house, you can tell me you have a right to peaceful protest, but you're showing up to say to them, we know where you live. This is no differently than them showing up to the schools where Justice Amy Coney Barrett's children attend. They show up to the school where Justice Barrett's kids go to protest. Hey, we know where your kids are. Don't, how, how is that not intimidation? Never mind the hell that the neighbors, the other kids are going through. Do you understand the reason this Dobbs opinion that will potentially repeal Roe versus Wade, the reason it's not being issued till the very, very, very last day of the term. And I have this on very good authority because you imagine you listen to the show. I'm aligned with people who cover the Supreme Court pretty well. Uh, they don't want to release this opinion while their kids are still in school. Straight up. 
the justices do not want to leak this, uh, issue this opinion because it will turn their kids' lives into a living hell. Not only the kids, but their classmates. Not only their classmates, but their parents. Not only their houses, but their neighbors' houses. Folks, the people who live next to Brett Kavanaugh, who have nothing to do with any of this, are having their neighborhoods trampled. Their lawns, they can't get down the block, there's people everywhere, they're protesting. For what? Okay, it's not legal to be doing it, but it's going on anyway. And the people who encouraged this sort of thing, okay, here is Jen Psaki on the 21st. We might as well start with her. It's clip 21. We believe, of course, in peaceful protests. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. I mean. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Okay, we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. That's the president's can, can, you know, position. That's the president's position. What you just said is a disgrace. Think about that. We certainly encourage that outside of judges' homes. Go protest outside of judges' homes. That's the president's position. Are you going to tell me a guy who literally told us voter ID was Jim Crow on steroids said that the people who don't side with his claims have chosen Bull Connor and Jefferson Davis and George Wallace over Abe Lincoln. That was his claim. Are you going to tell me that guy would be fine with all of the air quote white supremacists protesting outside the homes of liberal justices? Yo, the country would be on fire. But that's the double standard we're dealing with here. So let me give you some data here because this is just psychotic, man. This is not cool. Okay. Uh, pro-life Republican state representative in Washington had his fire, his office firebombed on Monday. It was the 17th on a pregnancy support clinic or basically an office of a pro-life figure since the draft decision was leaked. What a pregnancy support clinic means is you're pregnant. You go there. It's a crisis pregnancy. You didn't want to get pregnant and they counsel you. Hey, you know, adoption is an option here. You don't have to go get an abortion. There's millions and millions of people who'd love to have a child. We'd like you to strongly consider adopting, you know, uh, putting this kid up for adoption if you don't want to care for it. And this is what we know about a child at this stage of its development. This is what it can and can't feel. And they try to promote life. Okay. Again, they're not making the girl get have a baby. It's not a they didn't make her have sex. Okay. But they are trying to promote life. And for that, Democrats are trying to reward them with death. That's what's going on right now. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Okay, and this comes after what? We just finally got the House to pass a bill that would provide more security for Supreme Court justices. Twenty-seven Democrats voted against that bill, including the entire squad and AOC. AOC is a dope. None bigger. Okay, except maybe Cori Bush, who also said voted against... Extra protection for Supreme Court justices, this despite the fact that she has her own armed security detail. Do you remember Cori Bush? She got caught pressing the defund the police button, and then everybody was like, didn't you spend $300,000 on armed police security? Her response, 
I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. What would you do with a brain if you had one? I mean, think about that. Suck it up. Defund the police has to happen because we're trying to save lives. What an idiot. Dude, getting rid of the cops doesn't save lives. Getting rid of the cops results in more death. Bingo. And if you don't believe me, look at the murder numbers since defund the police became a thing. This is insane. And I tell you this all the time. Our country right now is plagued by a weapons-grade level of stupidity. Okay, it's not a crisis of capability. We can secure the border tomorrow in an hour. Do it. Okay? You can get crime under control. Cops can handle that in two seconds. You just got to let them be cops. You got to give them, okay, the benefit of the doubt as opposed to reconfiguring the game so the criminal has more rights than the cop. That's what we're doing right now. That's why your crime rates are exploding. People don't go to jail. Cops arrest a guy for a violent felony. By the time they're done filling out the paperwork, he's committing another one. If you don't believe me, come to New York. Come to any blue city in the country where these bail reforms are just letting criminals run wild and they're emboldening other other criminals. What's the point? What's the point of holding back if you're not going to go to jail? You know, remember the old phrase, crime doesn't pay? Now it pays and you get out. Why the hell wouldn't you try it? In a destitute economy like this, low, uh, low amounts of economic opportunity, okay, are, are always in correlation with high amounts of violent crime. So direct correlation between low records of, of economic opportunity, legal ways to make money, as opposed to illegal ways. So if you can't get paid legally, you sell drugs, you carjack, you rob, you steal, you rape, you kill. Okay, that goes on. It's not specific to race. It's specific to economics. And we've shown so much empathy for the criminal instead of the cop in the name of equity and everything in between that we've just turned society upside down. Okay, and there's a second level of indifference here, and that's political violence. Right now, we've got this whole trial going on at the Capitol because they attacked the Capitol, and of course they shouldn't have. No Republican is okay with them attacking the Capitol. It was disgusting. Okay, that's not cool. I was on the air for it. I was like, hey, what is this? It's garbage. This shouldn't be a thing. But we were condemning political violence no matter which party committed it. The Democrats flat out didn't care in the summer of 2020 that $2 billion worth of property damage was done to mostly black-owned businesses. They didn't care that 42 people died during the George Floyd riots, most of whom were black. Okay, they didn't care because they thought it was helping their political cause. And this is the biggest issue facing our country. There are shamelessly stupid people in the Democratic Party right now who are willing to stoop to anything if they think it'll help them win at the polls. Okay, the reality they're running into now is it ain't helping. Okay, they're polling historically low in this White House. You know, when you're seeing things like the flipping of historically minority districts like the one we saw last night in Texas to the Republican Party, because the people who live in these minority communities see the damage being done by the Democratic Party. You know, I just again, I've said this a lot on the show, but because I was a cab driver and I was literally the only white cab driver in my garage. 
I was always very attuned to issues in the black community and the migrant communities and Haitian communities and, you know, Arab Middle Eastern communities, anything you can think of, Latino communities, because I was the only white guy and we just talk all day. It's all we do in the garage. When you get done with your shift, you talk for three hours, two hours about people you picked up, things you saw, what went on, what happened to the Yankee game last night, what everybody's family's up to. It's, it's a real camaraderie, man. And I'm just telling you that the stuff the Democratic Party is prioritizing is so wildly out of touch with what people need in minority communities. Like climate change is the ultimate. It's just white privilege. It really is. That's what climate change. Yelling climate change is white privilege. Okay, if you're living in a, in a minority inner city where the murder rate's up 30 percent, you can't pay for goods even if they're on the store on the shelf when you get there. Okay, you can't afford a gallon of gas. Believe me, you're not thinking about what the weather's going to do 50 years from now. Yet white liberals are coming into these communities and telling them to focus on that instead of themselves. No differently than they're telling you to, you know, focus on these issues instead of the fact that we've had 17 pro-life centers almost attacked. And what are we told again and again and again? Okay, the Republican rhetoric, that's why this stuff is happening. With no regard for, oh, I don't know, the Democratic rhetoric like this Chuck Schumer one I've played you, clip 20. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. You won't know what hit you. You have unleashed a whirlwind, and you will pay the price. Those are Chuck Schumer's words. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Think about that, okay? But that's the length they're willing to go to. Okay, they're willing to flat out tell you, yeah, you don't want no hit you. It's a whirlwind. You'll pay the price. But when Donald Trump says go down to the Capitol, peacefully protest, let your voices be heard, that's incitement. The man's calling for violence. Why can't he just tell the judges they won't know what hit them, that they've unleashed a whirlwind and they're going to pay, you know, like all the restrained people. This is why we're in the position we're in right now. Okay, there are people on the left. This isn't a political show. I really don't care who you vote for. But the left is really just crushing us right now because these double standards mean all of us are less safe. Somebody goes and blows up a pro-life center. What happens to the people in the store next to it? Okay, we don't know if they're Democrat or Republican. We just know that they're people. All of this violence that leads to more violence doesn't get people killed along political lines. It gets them killed along human lines. And nobody in the Democrat Party seems to acknowledge that. And it's disgusting. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up today, man. I uh, got some TV tomorrow. I'm going to be on America's News with the great Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. Uh, and then we are off to Burlington, Vermont, the legendary studios of WVMT, going to host Fox Across America on Friday. And then we will be up at the Spanked Puppy in Colchester. But wait, there's more. We're heading out. We're heading out to the Encore Lakeside Bar Grill. Uh, that is going to be Friday night, August the 19th. August the 19th, we'll be out there telling jokes, having a meet and greet, getting rowdy. Hopefully nobody, hopefully nobody falls off the side of the lakeside grill. No promises, man. The Fox Across America crowds go hard. I bring them up a lot 
because uh, if you're in a market that isn't hosting an event this summer but you'd like to add one, let us know. I have a lot of comedy dates coming up you'll hear about here, but radio-specific events are what I'm interested in because I want you guys to all meet each other. If you're not corresponding on the Fox Across America Facebook page, do that. Uh, get on there. See who else is on there. Everybody's what you'd expect them to be. The people listening to the show are the most reasonable people. They're all cool. They're all a lot smarter than you should be if you're going to listen to me for three hours a day. Uh, and they're all funny. Everybody's sending me jokes and everything in between. By the way, just a heads up. If you're messaging me, because I'm getting back on my messages. I was behind by about 500 messages. I can't open attachments at Fox News, which is where I'm opening most of your messages in my office after the show. Um, so if you're sending me attachments, I don't open them. Like, send me a message, absolutely. You want to send me a picture, your food or your boat or whatever the hell you're up to, absolutely. But if you send me a file I have to download or some type of an attachment I have to open, uh, there's no world that my screening software here at Fox is letting any of it go through. This could be a problem. Well, not for me, uh, but that's why they're not letting it go through. Because if it goes through... This could be a problem. <laughs> Because I get a lot of messages from people that are like, hey, Jimmy, thought you might like this. And then I open the video and I'm like, what kind of vibe am I giving off Uh, that I needed to see this imagery from Tijuana uh, with a donkey performing? You know what I'm, you know? What the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) What the hell is wrong with me? I don't know. Maybe Kat Kamek can tell me. She is joining us next from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. We're going to straighten this country out. You heard me, damn it, right here on Fox Across America. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, that is a true story. America's Life Coach Jimmy Fallon joining us now on the show, a woman who very well might be my life coach. She hails from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida, Representative Kat Kamek in the house. Hey, girl. Hey, girl, hey. Are you, uh, would would you sign up for that? Would you be my life coach? I don't think that's actually good for me. I think I would need therapy if I were your life coach. Because <laughs> you want to know what it is since we're talking coaching. Because, I've, you know, we've talked a lot. We've hung out. Uh, I consider you actually a bad third base coach. What I mean by that is in baseball, those bad third base coaches always send the runner. You would be yeah. the life coach that's like, go for it. No, no, go, Jimmy. No, and another keg? Absolutely. Have the keg. Go on TV. It'll be great, Jimmy. Exactly. Well, and honestly, these days you're on TV more than pretty much anybody I know. So I feel like, you know, we got to protect the goods. You know, <laughs> I, I know I know that this is a face for, for radio, but apparently we got to be keeping keeping you in tip top shape. So I would never send you face first into uh, into home base. Shots fired. Cat Kamek taking shots at the champ. Well, listen, uh, <laughs> I could have used you when I was in D.C. for the correspondence dinner because they did. They put me on TV live on the red carpet after. Oh a, but listen to me. After we had wrapped up a four and a half hour open bar. And oh, but no. in my head, Kat Kamek, I knew the potential liability that was. So I actually, to my credit, I didn't I actually didn't drink before I went on the air. I was going to be that guy who just sinks his career that way. Like when I sink my career, Kat, I'm getting my money's worth. It's not going to be some throwaway 1130 appearance where I curse on TV. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's got to be big, bold, beautiful. Cat <laughs> Kamek coming with a Trump impersonation in honor of Flag Day and, of course, the birthday of our 45th president, who is uh, a pretty my husband. Uh, is in the it, army. Oh, is that true? So you're, you yeah. wait. So your husband has the same birthday as, as Donald Trump? 
Yes. In fact, it was last year they celebrated their birthday together, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, great times had by all, and they they have a wonderful relationship. But it's also Flag Day, of course, so mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's the Army's birthday. It sure is. No, the one thing about Kat Kamek on your show is she is a walking Snapple fun fact. Like, you're going to get trivia. Like, she'll come on, she'll talk policy, slang a few jokes, and you'll win trivia night every time you hang out with Kat Kamek. Well, you bring up Trump. Uh, I think a lot of people could go for Trump gas prices right now. I always think of you and your Geo Metro, which only had like a three-gallon tank. But uh, you'd still be out. I mean, let's be honest. That Geo Metro wasn't even a tank. It was a hamster under the hood that was running on a wheel. But uh, it still cost you money to power up that hamster these days, Kat Kamek. But you know what? It did have amazing doors, right? <laughs> it didn't have the right door handles that everybody sees and knows today. And it was a stick shift. I mean, it was kind of like the poor man's Back to the Future car, if I'm being <laughs> honest. So so don't hate me for my, my Geo Storm. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, my Geo Metro. Yeah. No, it was a Geo Storm. Was my it a storm? Well, I honestly, when it came to the geos, I only think they made one and they just changed the badges to make people feel like it was something. I got the one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, to to your point, though, I mean, gosh, couldn't we all go for a mean tweet and two dollar a gallon gas right now? This is insane. I passed by a gas station the other day in my hometown, and it was five nineteen a gallon. And just last night, the Democrats once again, they voted down the domestic energy independence bill that would have immediately brought down gas prices. That just goes to show how much the left hates America. Everything about America they just can't stand, so they've got to change it. It's so true, and the people who get the bill, and literally the bill, are the American people. Let let me run this by you. Okay, The, the way I understand it, okay, is we're producing energy cleaner here in America than we are in the countries we import it from, which means we're polluting more by not producing it here because not only are they burning it filthier, but we have to use oil to get it here. We have to use fuel to bring it into our country. So aren't the environmentalists, by cutting production here, technically creating more pollution? Now, Jimmy, no one said that these people on the left were bright. (laughs) No one's saying that that any of it makes any sense because if anyone actually paid attention to the facts on the ground rather than the rhetoric, they would see exactly what you just laid out. Being the green environmentalist today means you actually want more of a carbon footprint. Just look at the batteries in your your Toyota (laughs) Prius. Right. It has a bigger carbon footprint. They're more worried about cows and 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 cow farts and what that means for methane emissions than they are their own batteries in their little in their little Priuses that they drive to their protests where then they want to talk about how oil and gas companies are trying to actually, I don't know, power our economy because. At the end of the day, everything runs off of fuel. We are an energy economy, but they just want us to be in la-la land with unicorns and fairy dust and you know wind turbines and solar power. I, I am looking forward to the day when we can actually have an adult conversation about energy and why it is a national security concern. But until then, I guess we're going to be seeing uh, the man in the White House going to Saudi Arabia and, and begging Tehran and, and Venezuela for oil because, you know, I, wait, that's a human rights thing? Oh, <laughs> never mind. I'm sorry. We don't care about that now, right, because it's all about green energy. What a dumb time to be alive. Uh, we're talking to Representative Kat Kamek. Let me ask you this, Kat. Does he really go overseas, or do they just send him to Epcot and tell him he's overseas? 
Oh, gosh. You know, I think Disney could use the help after all the stupid things that they have done recently. I mean, you, you've heard me say it. You play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. Disney's kind of taking a hit here. Maybe yeah. they could use a, a boost. And with the security <laughs> detail that Biden has to bring with him, I think that would be good economics for them. <laughs> Kat Kamek says Joe Biden's going to be riding Peter Pan sexual at the new Disney. <laughs> There's a headline. There's a headline. Oh. Lord. Well, listen. No, I mean, honestly, you've done the drinking around the world. Don't lie. You've done oh. that at Epcot. God, I, I did. And you know what's funny? I, I, I did the drinking around the world when I was in, like, elementary school. My parents took me in, like, 1984. You weren't even alive. And no, they did. I was born in 88. I know. So think about that. So my parents took me, like, 1984. And uh, I was, like, six years old. And, and whatever the heck I was, I was born. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, like, six years old. And uh, But back then it was a different, you know, I grew up in a house full of cops. When you were a little kid, when I was a kid, your dad gave you a sip of his beer. Probably so you didn't like it and would wait later in life to start drinking. Uh, but that didn't always work out for some kids, Cat Kamek. Some of us drank that beer and were like, hey, hey. this isn't bad. This isn't bad. <laughs> oh, gosh. You were, the, you were the guy who, when you couldn't get beer from, from buddies or anywhere else, you went and got O'Doul's because you liked the taste, right? <laughs> That's funny. O'Doul's for the people who don't want to get drunk but still like to pee. There it is. Uh. There it is. Um, so, well, we're, we're talking about a different kind of beverage here. I don't even know if it falls under beverage status, but the baby formula issue, work with me here, okay? Yeah. This is bananas. I saw a White House press secretary two days ago ask for an update on the baby formula story and say she doesn't have one. Now, understand, if you're working on this, uh, I, there's an update. That, that, but but if, for you to say, because the answer she gave was, well, that's no one's asked us that question in a few days. And no, we don't have any updates. Shouldn't there be updates regardless of whether or not someone has asked the question? That, to me, speaks to the fact that they're not really working that hard. Oh, my gosh. Well, it, it also highlights the incompetence of this administration. Listen, I'll give you an update right now. Mm -hmm. The Biden FDA, they shut down the nation's largest manufacturer of baby formula with zero nada not a single ounce of planning or forethought about what that would mean. No plan to replace the 43% that that particular manufacturer makes up in the marketplace. So we started hearing about the shortages back in February. Well, the FDA, they go in, they say, oh, we're going to do an investigation. The investigation says, oh, there's nothing wrong. There's no connection to tainted baby formula and what, what's in the plant. You guys uh, just need to hold on. Hang tight. Well, Months go by, months go by, still no production, plant isn't back online. And so now today, we have over 70% of shelves in America barren when it comes to baby formula. And it is because the Biden FDA is so incompetent that they shut it down, didn't have a plan when they came through the investigation side of it and said, oh, there's nothing here. They still couldn't return phone calls or emails. So here we are. Now it is June. And that plant has just now started getting back up and running. They're going 24-7. I talked to one of their competitors. There's only four manufacturers in America, which that's a problem in itself, but that's for another day. You talk to them, they say, well, we've been running 24 hours a day. We're trying everything we can. How much do they make up? 9%. That's not going to cut it. That's so nuts. they should have an update. If I, as a member of Congress, am getting updates from these various manufacturers – 
Why isn't the White House? It was, after all, their own FDA that shut everything down and caused this this crisis. But I guess it's because uh, you know now there's men that are breastfeeding and <laughs> men that are having their periods. Which oh, by the way, now there's a tampon shortage. It's like every every time a man has gotten involved somehow in either women's sports or now men can get pregnant or now they have their periods. It all goes to crap. Oh, it's so true. You know, the only thing I would add to the men and women's sports thing is I'd support it if I could bet on it, but they're not letting me bet on it. You know what I mean? I wonder why. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Think about that. They don't let you bet on it because there is a physical advantage. But yet we have to sit here with a straight face and be like, no, it's all the same. I mean, there's never been a dumber time to be alive. It's fascinating to me. But but your overarching takeaway in D.C. and the time you've spent there, um, you are, technically speaking, the youngest member of Congress, are you not? Youngest Republican woman. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. All right. I got to get my trivia right. But knowing that to be the case, (laughs) you haven't spent your whole life there. But in the limited time you've spent there, are you a little bit surprised by the incompetence? Um. Yes and no. Okay. I mean, I think I think that you know, generally Americans, we all see Washington D.C. as a dysfunctional, broken place that is filled with people who have a lot of self-serving agendas. Yeah. Now, having served up here, I see firsthand that it is a dysfunctional, broken place with <laughs> a lot of people with self-serving agendas. But it gets worse. Half the people up here have the personality of a doorknob, so it can be quite dull. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that, that explains all of your multimedia appearances, Ms. Kamek. I know, I know there were some mentions of my visibility on the old television, but let's not act like we're talking to Cat Wallflower Kamek over here. Listen, it mm. is my job now to deflect and misdirect, right? That's what Washington does. <laughs> Good job. Way to pivot. Last question. I had put the screws to another Florida representative about this very issue I'm going to approach here with you. Uh, we were talking to Byron Donalds last week, and he loved Top Gun Maverick. Did you see Top Gun Maverick? I have not seen it yet. Oh, wow. You might have to check out Tom Cruise. The only problem with Top Gun Maverick, just so you understand, it's well done. Uh, but while you're watching it, you're going to see a trailer for Mission Impossible 7. And it, bo- and, it, and it bothers me because if they're on the seventh one, these missions clearly aren't impossible, Kat Kamek. Don't you, you know think what? that's a that that is a good point. I actually watched a miss, an old Mission Impossible here recently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is a great movie. But to your point. It can't be Mission Impossible seven times over. <laughs> Mission really difficult, but with any luck. You know what I mean? It's like the Fast and Furious franchise where they're on Fast and Furious number 17, right? <laughs> it, it, it's just getting bad. It, it, so I, I think at some point you got to know when to quit and walk away. But since you did have Byron Donalds on there, and I mm-hmm. can say this because he is my best friend in Congress. Mm-hmm. We like we like to cut up and and, and mm-hmm. give people a hard time. You know, I, I am impressed that he has seen it because I don't know where he finds the time. I mean, I, I've been working my tail off. I don't I don't know what he's doing if he's got time to go see it. <laughs> Donalds! Stop buying fancy clothes and get to work. Wow, Kat Kamek did not show up to make friends. This was a steel cage match, but you have emerged victorious. T- take the belt. Get off the air while we're both still employed. You're the best, Kat. Hey, always good to chat with you, Jimmy. It's always a pleasure. All right. Happy birthday to your husband. Send him my best. We'll talk soon. All right. You too. Be good. Of course. There she goes. The great Kat Kamek. There we go back after this. The show that loves you like a sibling. We'll always be brothers. It's Fox Across America with brother Jimmy Fallon.
Introducing the all-new Woke Disney World, the first theme park to dump identity politics on all its guests. Mom, can I hit the boys' room? Sorry, honey, it's the they's room. Let me explain this to you one more time. It's okay, Mickey. I'll handle it. All of our rides have been updated, so our woke employees won't flip out on us. From Snow White and the Seven Genders... I don't understand. ...to it's a small reassignment surgery after all. That was the weirdest boat ride ever. Woke Disney World. We've transitioned to a new business model, but the goal remains the same. All right now, get out there and make me some damn money! Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. Oh, Woke Disney World. Now selling. This is a fascinating one. Kat Kamek had just brought up Disney and all of their shenanigans. Disney just announced a $109,000 per person parks around the world private jet adventure. What the hell did you just say? $109,000. You and your family. $109,000 for each of you. So it's a family of four. You're looking at $436,000, if my community college math is correct. And for just $436,000, you and your family can visit all the Disney parks around the world. It's a private jet adventure. Again, this is the scam of Disney. They're yelling and screaming about inclusion. But is there anything, okay, Keeping people out of the park half as much as the prices at actual Disney World? The answer would be no. Believe me, there's no one in the park going, look, kids, we'd love to come in. Uh, We'd love to take you inside, uh, but the pronouns. Believe me, the prices are keeping a lot more people out than the pronouns. And this is obviously an exclusive thing. It's a 23-day, 24-night trip. It features nine locations worldwide. Uh, They don't actually take it to the other locations where Disney's doing business with countries that have criminalized gay activity. I mean, they should. They should go all in. They want you to believe Florida is a bunch of bigots because of a don't say gay bill that doesn't have the word gay in it. But Disney Plus does businesses in 12 countries that have criminalized gay activity. Not don't say gay. You better not say gay is the policy in those countries. But there they are making money in every one of them. And that's the fraud of our time. And that's the whole problem I have with all the woke garbage and all the climate change garbage. I am very pro-tolerance. I want everybody to feel welcome in this world. And obviously that includes the transgender community that the Democrats try to weaponize and exploit for their own political gain. Okay, but if you're a transgender person, I'm going to be on Gutfeld with Caitlyn Jenner this Monday. I think it's great. Be who you want to be. But this idea that so many companies, that so many entities that are actually benefiting not only from this division – But from the exploitation of those people, Disney wants you to be mad at Florida because they have an anti-gay stance. Never mind that it's not true. The bill bans the discussing of sexual activity to kids between kindergarten and third grade. It bans gender reassignment discussion for kids between kindergarten and third grade. It's not we don't like gay people. It's, hey, we want to let these kids develop before we start telling them all of these other things. Okay, but Disney came in and attacked Florida as bigoted. Why? Because it makes them look moral and righteous and just while they keep lining their pockets from companies, okay, that are absolutely arresting and in some instances executing gay people. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But for all of this yell and scream about inclusion, again, if you really want to make the park more inclusive lower the prices that's true that is true okay this hundred nine thousand dollar trip i'm going to go out on a limb and say there's not a lot of families 
that can take a 24-night trip that's going to cost $436,000. $436,000 for a party of four, okay? Do you understand? So uh, I guess we have some issues. <laughs> I mean, you do if you want to be taken seriously. But that's the problem I have in this moment. And it's, it's, I do this every day on the radio, man. We just wrapped up day three. On these great new stations, so fantastic, 1230 WBVP, 1460 WMBA, just great stations run by great people. I just want everybody to just chill out and have honest conversations. Stop with all the virtue signaling garbage. Stop calling everybody a racist and a misogynist. Stop focusing on ways to divide us and start focusing on the fun stuff. Because if you die tomorrow, you're going to wish you had more fun. That's why I say every day you can be a Republican on this show. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.